The title of today's message is Persecution in the Gospel. How many of you like persecution? I, I want to, I Larry, I want you to share for a minute. I know we have a lot of sharers today, but I'm sharing the pulpit. Amen? <laughs> Larry, stand up, please. Tell us what happened to you two weeks ago. You got to put that mic right up close. Well, uh, I've been retired about five weeks or so. The Lord led me to go out with these uh, signs of Jesus and that onto the street. And a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and some guy had snuck up on the side of me. And uh, when I noticed he was there, I asked him what he wanted me. He wanted money. But I don't have any money. So he proceeded to kick my butt all over the place. <laughs> Knocked me down a couple of times. You know, tore up my elbow. My shoulder was messed up for a while. But uh, God got me through the whole thing. And obviously he had uh, robbed some more people before me. So uh, the cops were all over it. They caught him. See, he's still in uh, jail. I guess he's got a, another appointment with the judge back, not till October. So. Uh, Did you go back out? I'm going back out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Where at? I'll probably be on Van Buren over there by uh, Mr. Blue's Donuts. <laughs> well, if anybody is in the area, Mr. Blue's Donuts on Van Buren, you can go stand with Larry. Yeah, I'll be there from probably 7.30 to 11.30. 10.30, about three, three and a half hours. Amen. I'll uh, praise God you're all right. Yeah, yeah, because you prayed for me, your wife prayed for me, Cindy and I agreed. So, hey, the Bible says that whatsoever you ask for in prayer, believe you have received. Amen. Then you get it. <laughs> and you received it. I received Let's it. just pray over Larry right now. Father, Lord, as he goes out, Lord, to do your work, as he goes out to do the bidding of the Lord, just to hold signs of love, to share with people, Lord, the gospel message, I pray, Lord, that you cover, keep, and protect this man of God. And, Lord, that no weapon formed against him would prosper. But, Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would put angels around him to guard him like never before. And, Father God, that the mighty hand of God would just give him strength. We thank you for him in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. So, you know, you, when you, I don't know many people in America that get beat up for holding a sign of the gospel, but it, it happens. So today we're going to read out of Acts chapter 6, 8 through 15. And this will finish chapter 6. So if you'll stand with me, let's read. Acts 6, 18 through 15. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then there arose from what is called the synagogue of freedmen, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those of Cilicia and Asia, disputing with Stephen. They were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Then they secretly induced men to say, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. 
And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him, and brought him to the council. They also set up false witnesses who said, this man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses de delivered to us. And all who sat in the council, looking steadfastly at him, saw his face as a face of an angel. Dear Heavenly Father, as we go into your word today, I pray that, Lord, the revelation of the Holy Spirit would come to us, Lord, that we'd have greater understanding of what you're showing us here today. Father, we thank you for this time in your word, in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. You may be seated. Now, Stephen, I, don't, I know I took a break from the book of Acts to talk about signs for three weeks, but the last time we talked out of the book of Acts, Stephen had just been appointed a deacon, and uh, he was on fire for Jesus. How many of you think deacons should be on fire for Jesus? What do you think, Mark, huh? <laughs> Don Maurice, Robert, you think you should be on fire? These are our deacons right now. You should be lit up. <laughs> Ooh, it got loud. <laughs> But Stephen, he loved Jesus, and, and Jesus confirmed the words that he spoke with signs following. Amen? Stephen, a deacon, was a man of honest report. He was honest. Amen? How many of you think our deacons should be honest? Amen. Amen. He was full of the Holy Spirit. It showed in the signs and the wonders that he did, that he was full of the Spirit of God, and that he moved in the gifts of the Spirit. He did what God had told him to do. And that's a powerful thing. And he was full of wisdom. His wisdom was so strong that those guys couldn't argue with him. It was so deep with the Lord. They couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. It was over their head. They just couldn't understand. And, and he just shared it. And then they, he was full of faith. How many of you are full of faith today? Amen. Amen. Faith. And that's what we, we prayed for you today. That's why Sally came is because she has the faith to believe that God wants to heal you. Amen. They, we have the faith to believe that you are healed. Amen. And then power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You should be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You shall receive power. Remember, that's dunamis in the Greek, which is you shall receive the power to do miracles. That's what the, the word declares. You receive the power to do miracles. And then great wonders. You ever wonder, you ever watch some videos? I love watching videos of wonders. Man, it makes you wonder, wonder what in the world? How did that happen? You know, I, I was in a country one time and this guy picked me up and he twirled me around in a circle. Okay. So I picked him up and I twirled him around in a circle. And, and then men and women just began to jump into my arms and I twirled them around in a circle. I mean, I, it was like I was pray, playing with a bunch of kids. They just kept coming one after the other. And I'm like, woo, and then I'm getting dizzy, you know. I was getting real dizzy. And I'm like, I need, I need to stop, you know, because, I mean, I'm, I'm barely standing up now. And so this lady comes. I'm backing up a little bit. She, she gave me a high 10. 
And when she hit my hands, she literally went flying like onto the first row. And everybody went, oh. And, and then they all did this. They bent over and they went. That meant, put your hand here, please. And so there was, I, I, would, I would move to, to lay hands on them and I'd go get about this far and then people would fall down. And, and it was just amazing. And they, this um, enormous joy come and they just started laughing. And it just, it made me wonder, what are you doing, God? And, and the joy just flowed. It just flowed. But they couldn't touch me. The anointing was so heavy in that place, they couldn't even get close without falling down. God manifested himself, his presence in that place, so that he, people were just really getting touched by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't me. I couldn't even get close to him. And, and then the next day, the Holy Spirit hit me. I was in a hallway. I was standing in a hallway watching the meeting because I wasn't speaking, so I was just watching. The Holy Spirit hit me with laughter, and I fell out. I mean, I just went, I was leaning against the wall and I just, so people saw that. They picked me up, pinned me against the wall, and then they put my hands on their heads because I'm just gone. I'm just in the Holy Ghost. And they put my hands on their head. And there, there's a big pile of people till they couldn't hold me up anymore. And we fell down. I don't have them with me, but I have them on my phone, pictures, because I went to another place and I was sitting in, in, in the front row and my friend was going to speak and, and as he began, to, he, he leaned over to me because God was just speaking prophetically through me every day. It's the third day because I would take off and I would go for like three hours in the, to start off. So he looks at me, he goes, can I go? I said, yeah, I got nothing, man. Go ahead. I mean, the Lord hasn't told me anything right now. Just go ahead and preach. So while he's making his way up to the, it was a big building. While he's making his way up to the pulpit, the Holy Spirit falls on me and I start laughing. I mean, this joy came to me like never before. Man, I am laughing so hard. But I'm trying to be quiet, you know, because, I mean, my friend Jesse, he's going to go preach, you know. And the Holy Spirit, I'm just laughing, laughing. And the pastor who owned the building, he sees me. And he comes and he pulls me up out of my chair. Mistake. I can't stand. I fell on the floor. He fell on the floor and he's holding me. And, and we're laying on the floor and, I, and we're both laughing, laughing, laughing. Well, people came and they picked me up, Jake. They had a guy in front of me and a guy behind me and they carried me. And then people just surround. I got pictures of this. They just surrounded me and they're just holding me and... And you look, I have hands all over my body. People are just wanting to touch me. And that laughter is just spreading like wildfire. You know, and I, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why do you do that to me? Because I mean, I laughed for like an hour and a half straight that day. And people just holding me. Some guys got all the people off of me. And I thought, oh, thank you. And then they jumped on me. <laughs> then they let me back to my seat. I sat down. And then people came over the table that was in front of me. They got behind me. They got my side. They just wanted that touch. I said, Lord, why do, you, why do you do that to me? He said, because I'm using you to break oppression. They're so oppressed that I'm bringing joy through you so that they can be free from their oppression. 
You know, see, because God does wonders, because you wonder, what in the world is that guy doing? I mean, when I wasn't, the, I was the associate pastor, and Pastor Dave was here, was, it was about right in this spot right here. He, he called me forward, and he was talking about how the, uh, Jesus spit on that blind man's tongue, you know? And he said, I sat right there. He said, Ron, come here. And I'm like, oh, no, is he going to spit on me? <laughs> but I stood right here and right here on the floor. And then he just kind of blew into the top of my head. I went out and I laughed for 45 minutes. And you wonder, what in the world is going on? Man, God is freeing you up. You just got to go with it. He, and Stephen did great wonders. But listen. When people start attributing that kind of work, like I'm talking about, to the devil, that's where the blasphemy comes in. That's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. When you say, oh, that can't be God, that's got to be the devil. You're taking the work that God is doing and you're saying it's the devil, that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And you've got one foot out the door already. I'm just warning you, because it's going to come wonders wonders that you're going to wonder about and he did great signs stephen was powerful he did great signs when you speak the word god will confirm your word with signs and wonders amen so what are you speaking today you should walk out of this place saying i'm healed i'm healed i'm healed i'm healed amen you should be declaring i'm healed i'm healed i'm healed tim you got a new heart new heart new heart amen you got to start declaring what God is doing, amen, and he'll confirm that word to you. That's his promise in Mark chapter 16, verse 20. And he confirmed the word with signs and wonders. Now, what I'm talking to you about right now, this is the deacon. This is you, Robert. This is you, Mark. This is you, Don Maurice. This is you. This is who you need to be. If you're not there yet, get there, amen. I know Robert gets on prayer every Friday night, and he stands there, and he's like, I just want to tell you, you need to be here. He does that every week. You need to be here. There's something about being here in prayer that happens. Next week, Anton's going to share with you about being in prayer. But we have these deacons, and they are honest. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. They're full of wisdom, faith, and power. Amen? But this is not just what a deacon should be. This is what a believer should be. This is you. Elvia, Elena, this is you, Sally. Amen. This is you, Mark. This is you, Tim. This is you. Look at, I'm pointing there because I see it there. This is you, Jake. This is you, Greg. You know, you're not just a drummer. You're this. Amen. This is who God is saying we're to be. You say, well, where does it say that? Well, in Mark chapter 16, it says that it gives you the signs of the believer. That when a, a person is baptized in Christ, right? gets filled with the Holy Spirit, this is what they're supposed to look like. In his name, they cast out demons. So a believer that believes in Jesus has the power to cast out demons. Yes. Amen. Amen. Amen? You have the power to do that. Yes. And you know what? The best place to start is when you're looking in the mirror. Get rid of your own demons before you try and get rid of somebody else's. Amen? Make sure you're, you're getting spiritually fit. Make sure you're getting lit up for Jesus, amen? But cast out demons. Delonda and I have traveled all over the world. I'll tell you the worst places, there's two places I went that were really bad. Japan was one of them. So many, every meeting, demon-possessed people. And then Cusco, 
in Peru. It's up by Machu Picchu when we went there. Many demon-possessed people, and we cast out demons. It was incredible. And he said, and he said, this is Jesus talking, cast out demons, but he also said that you'll speak in new tongues. He, he said this. He said you, they'll speak in new tongues. And Greg, I asked the Lord one time, I said, Lord, why tongues? Why has it got to be tongues? People are so controversial about it. You know, some get it, some don't, some pray, some don't, you know. And it just creates a, a stress in people. I've had people get mad at me because they didn't speak in tongues. It's like, it's not my fault. First time I went to Peru, I had 350 people answer the altar call to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I was like, what? I mean, it, it wasn't America. The whole church came to be filled. And I'm standing there and I'm like, Lord, what do I do? And the Lord spoke to me. He said, aren't you glad you're not the one that fills them? I'm like, yes, I am. And, uh, and then God just moved. People began to speaking in tongues. I've laid hands on 25, 30,000 people to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. It's amazing. God will do it. But he told me, Delani, he said, death and life are in the power of your tongue. He said, praying in tongues, you're going to produce more life than you do death. See, because when I'm praying in tongues, my focus is on the Holy Spirit. It's on Jesus. It's not about me. It's not about people. I'm praying in the Spirit. When I'm praying in the Spirit, I'm not thinking. I'm thinking about Jesus. I'm thinking about the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm getting out of my flesh and into the Spirit realm. And that's why it's so important that we pray in tongues. It's got to happen. I guess maybe. <laughs> I'm not in Peru today, am I? I will be in two weeks. I'm going to go to Peru. Ten days. First two days I'm ministering to pastors of the country. It's going to be a great time. So number three, I want to read you number three. Oh, go there. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. You know, you get bit by a snake. You don't play with snakes, but you, I mean, we're not in Kentucky, okay? I say that, man, because I was reading an article in a, in a magazine. They talked about these guys in Kentucky at church that, you know, if you really got faith, Don Maurice, you can pick up that rattlesnake. Well, two guys picked up the rattlesnake and died. So they buried them with their Bibles, open to Mark chapter 16. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it by no means hurt them. Don't play with snakes. Don't drink poison. But I, when I go on the mission field, I eat things that I don't know. But I stand on this scripture, anything deadly, it's not going to hurt me. I remember I was in Peru one time, and I've eaten this many times since then, but it was this uh, grape leaf with rice and stuff inside of it. It looked like little cigars wrapped up with vinegar and stuff. And, and um I was sitting next to the superintendent of the Assemblies of God in Peru and then Delanda, and then we brought 
a couple of people with us, and they were sitting down a ways from me. And they put this stack of these little cigars in front of me. I, I call them cigars because that's what they look like. But I, I told myself I was going to eat some little Smokies. I love little Smokies, you know. You know those little sausage things you put in, barbecue sauce. I'm like, that's what I'm eating right now. But my friends that were with me, young adults that traveled with Alon and I, they're just looking at me. I could feel them burrowing a, a hole in my head staring at me because they're like, do we have to eat this? And I looked up and I just looked at him. I said, you know, I have a friend named Mark and he wrote a book and they're like, oh gosh, we have to eat this. And in his book, he said, you can eat, any, drink anything deadly and it won't hurt you. And they're like, oh, we have to eat this. And that's how I live my life on the mission field. I'm going to eat it. I may not like it, but I'm going to eat it because I know God's going to protect me. Amen. God's got me covered. And he, you know, and that's what I count on. And I don't mess with snakes. Well, I did hold a 10-foot, 105-pound anaconda one time. I walked into a cage. I don't know why we walked in there, Delonda. And the guy, the handler, picked up that anaconda and he put it over my shoulder. I'm like, I didn't want this. And I'm holding the head. And then he started waking up. And when he started waking up, I'm like, oh, I can't even stop this guy. I could feel the strength just rolling through all his muscles in his neck and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Get him off. <laughs> Get him off. <laughs> so my missionary friends that were, we were there ministering with, they were sitting outside the cage and go, do you guys want to do this? And they go, that's why we sat out here. No way. <laughs> so God is your protector, amen. God will protect you. I mean, Larry told me, he says, they, that guy hit him so many times, he knows that the angels took those blows for him because he didn't feel it all. He got banged up, but he could have been a lot worse. And then lastly, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's what you've done today, Sal. You've laid hands on the sick so you'll recover. So when your recovery report comes in, you need to let us know that you've recovered. Amen. You need to know that God is healed. We need to testify to what God is doing. Amen. But you can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's God's plan. You pray, you lay hands, and he does the work. Amen. Best place to start is where? On yourself. Yes. When you get sick, you start feeling something, man. Just, just, just get it there. Lay hands on yourself. Lay hands where it hurts. You know, just pray. You have that power in you. You got to know that power is inside of me. I'm not calling pastor. I'm going to do this myself. Amen. Amen. You can do it. Just lay hands on yourself and declare. Just declare this. I thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes I'm healed. And just receive it. Just receive it. Receive today what's been imparted to you. Receive that healing. Amen. You're a believer. You're a believer. Everybody say, I'm a believer. We can't just look at the leaders or deacons and, and think that this is just for them. It's for everybody. The passage in Mark is about the believers. How many of you believe in Jesus? Amen. Amen. So it's, it's time that we go deeper in our relationship with the Lord and we walk in the belief we have in him. Amen. The idea, the idea, let me say it again, the idea 
is that we would reach out to others and speak the words of the Lord to people and lay hands on them and heal them. Amen? Let God move through you. Keep moving forward with Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit speak into your life. Let him talk to you. Listen, when you pray, you need to spend time listening, not talking. You need to listen because he wants to speak to you. And as he starts moving through you, don't try and create a platform for it. Just be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's the key to our walk is believing and trusting the Holy Spirit. Being obedient to what he says. It's what Stephen did, and he did it as he did it. God did great wonders and signs through him. And as awesome as that is, as great as that is, that he did signs and wonders, not everybody received what was happening as good. Not everybody liked it. I think I told you a few weeks ago, not, not everybody is going to rejoice in what God is doing in you. For him, it was a synagogue of freedmen. These were the Jews who were slaves that were freed. Jews who were slaves that were freed. Just know that when people are in bondage, they want everybody in bondage. You know, misery loves company, doesn't it? It just, you got, we got to get out of the misery mode, amen? So you have this man, Stephen, standing up proclaiming the words of Jesus to the legalistic Jews, and now the fight is on. The fight is on. As I've said the last few weeks, when God moves through you to do miracles and not them, they will come against you or they will join you. I prefer that people would join us, not come against us. Amen. I prefer that people would say, I, I need to humble myself before God and come under that. You know, the thing about Stephen, though, is he held his ground. He didn't give in to what they were saying. He didn't um, stop what he was saying. They hired people to tell lies and to come at him, and he didn't quit. But just remember, it's not you that people will reject. It's the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus. You're just the messenger. You're just the messenger. Amen. It's up to you to share the message of Jesus with people. And then let God do the rest. Let God do the rest. Just be available. Amen. People may speak against you. They, they came against him. They spoke against him. They caused a riot against him until they seized him. And once they seized him, they took him in to be judged. Now, we know we don't have a lot of that going on in the USA today, but you go to, into some countries, it's really bad. It's really bad that um, people get persecuted and get stones still to this day. But you can see what happens when you speak out in something you believe in or don't believe in. Right now, if you talk out against abortion, man, people are going to blast you. I don't believe abortion is, is godly. I don't believe it belongs in the kingdom. I believe that what the Supreme Court did was a great thing. I, I'm just going to stand with that. I'll testify to that. Uh, 
But you know, you do that online, you do that out in the public, and you know people, it's gonna be on. Some of you might not agree with me here today, but it's gonna be on. People will come against you, but listen, be like Stephen, don't be afraid. Can I get the worship team to come back up right now, Tim? Don't be afraid. Stephen was so bold to get out and do what God had called him to do. They threw all the accusations at him. He didn't falter, he, he held his ground. And we've got to learn to hold our ground, even in the face of, of trying times. The, free, the thing that freaked him out the most was his face. His face shone like an angel. While they were accusing him, his face shined. His face shined. Oh, I can't wait for next week. I almost want to tell you everything from next week, but I'm not gonna. But his, his face shined. And, and I mean, when I read that this week, I'm reading that and I'm like, man, that was like Moses coming off the mountain in the presence of God. His face shined. And you remember what happened with Moses and his face. They had to cover it. The people couldn't handle looking at it. The people couldn't look on him. They were afraid when they looked on him. So as they're sitting there in this room and they're coming against, coming against Stephen and his face is just, this shine just comes upon him. They just can't take it. They get so mad and so angry. They're just, oh, they start getting crazy. And it took me back to the 23rd Psalm. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Everybody look at me, not Dwayne. <laughs> you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over right there, right there in the presence of the, his enemies. The glory of the Lord came upon him and his face shone like an angel. His cup, his cup was running over. His cup was running over. We get filled with the Holy Spirit, amen? And then we get refilled, and then we get refilled, and then we get refilled. You don't get filled just one time. You just keep getting filled. As you pour out, as Sally has done today, pour it out, she needs to be refilled, amen? And when, as you're giving out, God wants to fill you. We need that refreshing of the Holy Spirit so that we always shine. How do you wanna just shine for Jesus? Oh, me too. We always shine that we walk in the Spirit, as it says in Galatians, so we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. So today we're gonna sing that song, anointing, fall on us. Because I believe this is a great time just to be filled again. So I'm gonna ask that you stand as we begin to sing and just come to the front. And I just wanna lay hands on you and pray for you today and agree with you for that anointing just to increase today. So just come today.